Hello everyone and welcome to the Prayer in the Making Lent Book Club episode 21. We're in chapter 10 now and that's the chapter on praying scripture and the first half is called Power and Promise and that's the bit we're in. Well, I say that's the bit we're in, that's kind of the spin-off really or, or that is where I have spun off from, should I say, uh, because I did want to talk to you a little bit about my little way of engaging with the Bible when I pray. Um, I guess if you were to line up the kind of dilemmas and things I've really needed to work out over the years with prayer, this would be one of them, because I think that when it comes to reading the Bible every day, and it and I do tend to do that, um, I'm not saying everybody should, but I do tend to read the Bible each day, and I do, it's part of my prayer time, and it's part of my prayer life, I think oh, it's difficult sometimes, isn't it, to keep that fresh. It's difficult for me who I've been reading the Bible as long as I've been reading anything and keeping it fresh, keeping engaging with it is probably one of the greatest struggles for me in prayer. So this is this is my little recipe, which you might find helpful. It's based on the five senses because I think, um, oh, I remember being struck a few years ago by that quote by John Ortberg, and I won't get this right, but he says something like, the objective is not to get through the scriptures, it's to get the scriptures through you. And I think for me that that really hit me at the time of kind of, yeah, I don't just want to be uh, reading the Bible and ticking that box, right, read the Bible today. So I, I want, I believe deeply in the power and the wisdom and the impact and the living wordness of the scriptures. And I want to be taking them into myself. I want the Bible to be impactful to me uh it, all my life uh, and it is uh but it is uh because i think there are ways that i have found for myself of opening to again and again to that which is quite familiar of course first up it's the holy spirit let's be honest it's the holy spirit that does that work it's the holy spirit that turns is the sword of the spirit it's the spirit that takes that living word and sharpens it for me every day but this is a little schema that I find quite helpful, so I'll give it to you uh, in, in brief if I can. Um, uh, so I use the five senses. The first thing I do is to hear. You know, we need to hear the word. We need to hear the word of God. And that might sound, I don't mean literally with our ears. I mean, you can, and I generally do, since that's how I read, by listening to things. Uh, what I mean is to really hear what it's saying. So the first thing for me is always to stop and go, hang on, am I, is there anything here that I'm just gliding over because it's so familiar? Uh, so I take time to go through it quite slowly. Not not everything. I read quite a bit each day. I read the Anglican lectionary, so I read a couple of readings a day. But I'll at least, with one of them, I will try to go a bit more slowly over it. So I'd, I really want to, I want to hear and I want to, and I ask God to break up my familiarities and my preconceptions. I, I've said in a previous podcast, I quite often use other translations um, and I find that helpful because it just catches my ears differently. It just catches my attention with words that are I'm not so familiar with or I've never heard it expressed that way before. So first up, make sure you're hearing it. Secondly, fragrance. I'm going to do them in a slightly different order to the way we might normally do the senses. I smell it. So for me, the smell of something is very much about the atmosphere. So before I get into kind of what 
are the specifics of what God's saying to me. I, I go for I go for atmosphere. What does it smell like? Uh, so at the moment, I'm reading a lot of Jeremiah because uh, that's where we are in the lectionary. And I and I'm um, oh, and I, Jeremiah, I wasn't a cheery chap, was he? He did have a hard time of it. And he's an awful lot of the same old, same old. It feels to me sometimes with Jeremiah. And I was reading one, the chapter this morning was just thought again, all about false prophets who are, who are doing terrible things and lying. And, and I, I, it was so tempting just to go, yeah, 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 I've been there, yeah. That. But again, stopping myself and going, Lindell, just think back for a moment. Imagine, what was it like for Jeremiah? Where was he? Who was he talking to? Literally, what did it smell like where Jeremiah was? What was going on? What was the atmosphere? And of course, as I... As I do that, I catch not just the fact that the words are familiar, but I catch the anguish in his voice. You know, the the frustration, the powerlessness, the the horror at the deception that powerful people have been deceiving uh, God's people. You know, that and so atmosphere, fragrance, that's the smell. What did it smell like? And then I move from there into taste. Now, taste and smell are very connected, aren't they? Actually, they're connected senses. If you block, if you hold your nose when you're eating something, it's hard to taste it. So I like to go from smell to taste and taste for me. You know, the word of God in the Bible, the word of God is often likened to something with a flavor. So sometimes it's a scroll that tastes bitter. Uh, it tastes sweet in the mouth and bitter in the stomach or, uh, you know, there there are various analogies in scripture of it, of it tasting taste and see that the Lord is good is one of the things that it says in the Psalms you know there's lots about um, taste being uh, for us an important way of engaging with God and his word so uh, what do I so tasting for me is all about it's the complexity of any passage that I read now you and I don't generally uh, eat things that taste purely one thing um so uh, most of us do not sit down and just eat pure sugar, for instance. You know, taste, flavour, if you like, is made up of different tastes. What is the flavour of this passage? And I challenge myself with the bits I like and the bits I don't like. What are the bits that taste sweet to me? I want to receive, I want to kind of, I want to drink those in. What are the things that encourage me? But I do not want to ignore the bits that taste bitter? What are the bits I don't like so much? What are the bits that challenge me? What are the bits that uh, confront me with myself? And I want to taste the bitter strains of the word of God. I don't want to be somebody who just minds it for the good stuff and kind of leaves the rest on my plate. So flavour, that's about the complexity, the, the sweet and the bitter. Fourthly, seeing. Now, for me, with the word of God, seeing is is where I start to look outwards from myself. So I so fra- uh, fragrance and flavour for me are very much smell and taste are very much about getting myself into it. What does it say? What is it bringing to me? Um, seeing sight is more about how does it make me see the world? So for me, it's it's the challenge of looking at the world through this lens. So for my depressing chapter of Jeremiah this morning, I'm holding it as a lens and I'm looking out and I'm saying if these things were a preoccupation to a man of God like Jeremiah where do I see these things in the world around me today where do I see these things in my life where do I see these things uh, in the situations I'm involved in how do I pray into that because I don't want to be in a place where 
powerful people are deceptive and abusive. I, I want to be in a place where powerful, powerful people use their power well. Do you see what I mean? So I'm, I'm using the Bible at this stage as a lens to inform my prayer, my intercession, and to help me as I look at the world around me to see the things that God might be drawing my attention to. And finally, uh, touch. You know, touch it, Touch is fascinating. When you, when you read uh, with your eyes... Uh, you can see, you can you can scan to some degree, can't you? You can scan a kind of a whole page at once. When you read Braille, as I sometimes do, uh, you can only read the word you're actually touching. So you can't, it's very hard to scan. You have to, you move your finger along, but you can't take in more than a word or two at a time. And what that does when you read Braille is it really focuses you in on the thing you're actually, that is literally under your fingers at that moment. And I've learned a lot about that from the Bible. I can only touch if I'm reading in Braille, I can, and I don't normally read the Bible in Braille every day, but if I were to, um, I can only touch a, a few words at a time. I can only put my hand, my fingers on one particular small chunk. And so what I do with myself is I say, OK, if this passage were in Braille in front of me and I was going to take one bit into the day, what would I leave my fingers? What would be the last few words I'd read with my fingers to take with me? What am I touching? touching taking hold of what am I getting hold of for today not any of us are not going to take the whole scripture um, because our brains just don't work that way so for me with Jeremiah this morning there was a verse where it says am I a God who is nearby or am I a God who is far off and from that I had those words am I a God who is nearby it was a challenge it was actually a confrontation to say don't think you can get away with stuff because I am actually a God who is nearby and I see what you do and so for me um, I took that as as the sweet God is nearby God is close to me God is Emmanuel I took it with the slightly bitter flavor actually God is in what I'm doing involved and seeing what I'm doing I want to be honorable in what I'm doing. So those are my words for today. Am I a God who is nearby? So that's it. Those are my five things. I hope they're helpful to you. Uh, and I shall be back in a couple of days with justice and kingdom, praying the Bible uh, out into the situations that we're involved in in mission. See you then. <laughs>